You're listening to the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast, and I'm your host, Michelle Broad, certified women's health and adult nurse practitioner and hormone specialist. I'm a daughter, I'm a wife, mama, and nan of two, and I'm the founder of the Well Woman Network, an online women's health educational portal. We help high-achieving businesswomen up-level their business and life by teaching them how to be their number one self-care advocate through providing impactful and valuable women's wellness content and coaching programs so that they can feel empowered and informed when making health decisions for their own bodies, thus showing them how their health is the biggest ROI for their business and life in a non-judgmental, not too sciencey way. All right, ladies. So thank you so much for being here today. And you may hear my bird in the background because she's just being very, very vocal tonight. So if you do, just ignore it. But today I wanted to come on here and I wanted to talk to you about seven ways to establish a better bedtime routine. Now, I know that in the past we have talked about having a bedtime routine and I've talked about several things about having a bedtime routine and why it's important. But tonight I want to kind of just go a little bit deeper and take it from a different context because you know I like to present it to you from different points of view and bring it to you from different perspectives so that you know maybe you when you listen to it before you thought okay hey why do I need to set up a bedtime routine or how do I do it you know and you know every time you hear something I know that I do this whenever I hear things multiple times I take something in different each and every time that I hear it and I'm able to absorb it and listen to it in a different perspective maybe I'm in a different frame of mind and so I get something out of it. So just because we're talking about a bedtime routine and we're going to be talking a little bit again about sleep, because you know, I really focus in on that with y'all because I want you to be healthy and part of being healthy is sleeping better and getting a better night's sleep. So we're going to talk about these topics today. So we're going to go into why you should go to bed. Then we're going to talk about simple ways to introduce calm into your evenings. And then we're going to explore why you should ban, you know, the, sorry, why you should ban screens from your bedroom, getting comfy, temperature, touch, sounds, and scent. Then we're going to talk about dealing with stray thoughts and worries at nighttime. And then we're going to go into relax your body with a warm bath or gentle stretches. And then we're going to end with establish your nightly routine and stick to it. Okay. So hang with me till the end, because I think you're going to find some value in this. So ladies, here's the thing. The first step toward establishing a good bedtime routine is deciding when you should go to bed, okay? So there are a couple of things to consider here. Your weekly routine is part of it, as is how much sleep you need per night. So let's look at these things and discuss how you can use them to guide you toward a good night and a better bedtime for yourself, okay? So number one, I want you to look at your weekly schedule. Is there a certain time you have to get up? Most of us have to go to work or we have to get the kids to school. So I want you to start with when do you have to get up? When do you have to leave the house? From there, think about how long it takes you to get ready. Are there any morning routines that will take additional time? Do you have to get other people ready? Do you have to fix breakfast for everyone? Or do you have to start a load of laundry before you leave the house? Because all of that time, okay, adds up and can establish when you need to wake up and when you need to get all this done. Okay. So, you know, you don't want to be getting up a half an hour before you have to, you know, rush out the door or you have to get lunch together for the kids, or you have to make your own breakfast. I tend to try to do all of that stuff the night before and try to leave as little as possible that I have to do in the morning. And I still get up early. And sometimes I even still find myself running a little late because, you know, it just, things just take time, right? So I'm calling this an estimate. 
Look at all the things that you have to do and then kind of decide and then call it an estimate. Because if you don't currently have a good routine and are winging it, your first guess might be off by a little. Okay. That's how it started with me too. And that's okay. As long as you're in the ballpark, it won't be hard to make a few adjustments. Then the next question I want you to ask is, what do you do if your schedule changes from day to day? Or what do you do about the weekends when you don't have to be anywhere at a given time? It's a good question. And the answer is simple. You want to get into the habit of waking up at the same time each day. And we've talked about this before. That means you want the time to be the earliest you have to get up during the week. If that means getting out of bed at six every morning, then that's the time you want to pick. If it may not sound like a lot of fun, I I get that, especially if you're struggling to get up early right now, but there's a reason for it. It will become routine. And after a few weeks of getting up at six every day without fail, it will become easier. Trust the process and just give it a try. Okay. Before long, you may not even need an alarm clock to help you get up. Okay. Next, decide how many hours of sleep you need per night. Most people need between seven and nine hours. If you're not sure the optimal number of hours of sleep you personally need, try starting with eight hours and then go from there. Let's stick with the 6 a.m. wake up example. Okay. To get eight hours of sleep, you need to fall asleep at 10 p.m. that night. Since none of us can put, you know, our head on the pillow and fall right asleep, a good bedtime would be 930 because allow yourself that half an hour, 45 minutes to get to sleep. Okay. So what's the earliest you need to get up, subtract eight and a half hours from that time and make that your regular bedtime for a week or two, and then see how that feels. If you constantly wake up before your alarm, you may only need seven hours of sleep. Okay. Everybody needs a different amount of sleep. If you still feel tired after establishing your bedtime routine, you may want to try giving yourself an extra hour of sleep and see if you do better with that. Because ladies, here's the thing above all stick to going to bed and getting up at the same time each day, even on the weekend. And when you're on vacation, your body and your mind will thank you when you get up at different times this day, that day, go to sleep at different times. Your body doesn't get on a schedule and you lose sleep and you cannot regain sleep. I'm sorry. You can't make up for sleep. Some people think, Oh, I can just, you know, I'm going to burn the candle at both ends for a while and then I'll just sleep for two weeks and I'll make up. You, you can't, you, you're, you just, there's no way to make up for sleep. So try to get your body in the habit of waking up at the same time every day and going to bed at the same time every day. Okay. So now I want to switch over and I want to talk to you about some simple ways to introduce some calm into your evening because a lot of us struggle with this. Many of us struggle to fall asleep at night. We toss and we turn, or we pop supplements, or we take sleeping pills before we can drift off to sleep. If you're having trouble, ladies, falling asleep, or simply want to make, or simply want to work on a better bedtime routine, because I always do, here are some simple ways to introduce calm into your evenings. If your mind and your body aren't overstimulated, it's easier and it's quicker to fall asleep. Okay. So the first thing is stop caffeine early. That includes caffeinated soda. That includes coffee. That includes caffeinated tea, any kind of stimulant type of drinks, energy drinks, or anything else like that, because caffeine has a surprisingly long half-life and a half-time, which means it stays in your system longer than you think. If you have built up a tolerance and tell yourself that you can drink coffee or caffeinated tea late in the day, but it will not help you fall asleep. So you may think, oh, I can do this, you know, but inadvertently you're probably going to take a little while longer to fall asleep. Okay. That's just how it is. Okay. 
Most experts recommend you stop drinking caffeinated beverages between noon and 2 p.m. Stick to that for a while and see if it helps you stay calm in the evenings and if you get sleepier around bedtime. And there's science and there's research behind getting up at the same time of day, getting outside, letting your eyes see the light, and then establishing a set time at nighttime to go to sleep. Your body will do much better and you will have much more energy and you'll feel less groggy overall as time goes on. And then, you know, this one, I talk about all the time, turn off the screens. And I'm sure that it comes as no surprise to you that screens like computers, television, and especially tablets and phones make it harder for you to fall asleep. The reason why is because the light they emanate mimics the sun and tricks your body into thinking it's earlier in the day than it is. That in turn throws off your circadian rhythm. Phones and tablets are particularly bad because we hold them so close to our face. So I want to encourage you to turn off your screens for at least two hours before you go to bed. It will make a big difference and you will start to really appreciate it. Okay. Once you start sleeping better and feeling better, all these things that you think are, Oh God, do I have to really do that? That's such a burdensome. I don't want to do that. You're going to be happy to do it because you're going to feel so much better. Okay. So people always ask, what about blue blockers or filters? Okay. So here's the thing. You don't want to wear blue blockers during the early part of the day because you want the light to penetrate and get into your eyeball so that your circadian rhythm starts to function right. It's okay to wear blue blockers if you want to wear them in the evening or you want to watch TV or you want to watch the computer because that will help decrease the blue light that they emanate and will help you fall asleep better. So it's okay to use them later in the day, but don't use them all day, especially in the early morning when you hit the computer or you're going, you know, when you're on stuff, let your body absorb the light, let it go into your retina, let it fuse into your body. I just listened to another podcast by this other guy and he was talking about this very same thing that blue blockers are good during the evening, but not during the day. Okay. So this, at the same time, ladies, as you're doing this blue light thing, it's a good, it's a good idea to start lowering the lights and anything you may be listening to. It even helps to lower your voice and invite your loved ones to do the same thing. Use softer light, use softer light bulbs, and then turn off any overhead lights. They can mimic the sun and can trick your body into thinking that it's still earlier in the day. And this one podcast that I was listening to, he was referencing his friend who said that he makes his house like a cave at nighttime, dark with candles, low, low level flickering, not at the level where your eyes can take in the extra light. So just some things to, you know, food for thought to always think about how we can change things and make things better, right? And look at the science behind things. Now that we've talked about everything you shouldn't do during the hours before bedtime, let's discuss a few things that you can do to promote calm. Okay. Reading a good book is a good idea as is sitting together in quiet conversation, listening to some music or play a relaxing board game with your family, or take this time to un for yourself and just indulge in some self-care, you know, just maybe take a bath. We're going to talk about that later, you know, maybe just chill out, do some light yoga stretches. We're going to talk about that too. So keep, keep an eye out for that. Okay. Taking a warm bath or a shower has been shown to promote sleep, light a candle, turn on something soothing, some soothing music, and or meditate or write in your journal. We've talked about all these things before, but I just want to reiterate them to you, especially as we're changing seasons and it's now starting to get darker earlier. Spend some time unwinding and letting go of your busy day. Okay. Leave your busy day and the stress at the door. And after that, driving off to sleep well, you will find it to be much more easily and it will come much more naturally to you. Okay. 
So let's talk about why you should ban screens from your bedroom, okay? Because this has been a debated question for a long time, and I've been thinking about this too, if I should take the TV out of my room and make just a TV room someplace else, okay? You know it's, it's better to avoid using your phone or tablet in the hours before you go to bed, because we just talked about that, the blue light. And I hope you're making strides towards putting your phone away at night as well. But I would like to suggest taking a step further and banning all screens from your bedroom, so instead, make it a sanctuary designed for sleep and maybe another bedroom activity, okay, instead of just watching TV. There's some very good reasons why you should keep screens out of your bedroom. First, let's talk about what type of screens. The obvious one is a TV or computer. Unless there is other ways, keep them out of your bedroom. If you need to have a computer in there because the bedroom is also your home office, I see that, power everything off and unplug it before you go to bed. There will be no blinking lights or fans coming on that could disrupt you and disturb your rest. You also won't be tempted to sneak one last check of email, which I know a lot of you do, or to look if it dings, you kind of get out of bed and check it. Sometimes I do that too if I'm waiting for my daughter or someone else to kind of get back to me on something, or to turn off the TV to catch up on your favorite TV show when you should actually be sleeping, okay? we I, I know we all do it, okay? Don't sit there and lie to me. I know that we all do. We all get up and we check our phones when we don't want to. Okay. Of course, keeping your smartphone on your bedside table can cause much of the same problem. So the rule of thumb is they say that you should keep your smartphone or your tablets or anything electronic at least six to 12, you know, feet away from your bed or from where you're sleeping. Okay. So even if you silence your phone, there's a good chance it will blink or the screen will light up. And this can also disturb you from sleeping. And if nothing else, You'll be tempted to check what time it is or if you've gotten any messages and this is just going to mess up your sleep and it's going to wake you up in the middle of the night and then you're going to have to sit there and try to get yourself to fall back asleep, okay? So try putting that phone away, try shutting off the TV and trying to just make your bedroom a sanctuary and that's exactly what it's supposed to be. Your bedroom is designed for sleep and that's what we should be doing in there is sleeping. Maybe go watch TV in another room, you know? Okay. So next I want to talk about how to get comfy, you know, the temperature, touch, the sound and sense. So it's time for bed and you're ready to get comfy and drift off to sleep. The more conduct conducive that you can make your bedroom and your bedroom for sleeping, the easier it will be for you to rest and actually fall asleep. So let's take a few minutes and talk about a few things that you can do to create a better sleep environment. And we've talked about this as well too. One of the simplest things to change and improve for most of us is the temperature. It's easier to sleep at cooler temperatures. We've talked about this before. Turn down your central heater or air down to a degree or two when you have when your head, you know, when you're when you've got your bed because you've got all those covers on. You don't need to have the heat up so high. Make sure you're dressed appropriately. Light pajamas if you're a menopausal woman or if you just tend to run hot. You know that way you can kind of keep cool. If you're a person who's a little colder, keep more of a hotter blanket. You know, do anything that you can to help yourself from not sweating in the middle of the night or getting too cold that you have to wake up and that's going to disturb your sleep as well. Okay. Okay. Now let's think about touch. What makes you comfortable? Is it the sleek, cool feel of satin sheets, the comfort of flannel or a heavy quilt on top of you? Or how about soft cotton that you can just wrap up in? Find your perfect sheets and beddings. Don't forget about, you know, what you're wearing to bed. The clothes should be comfortable because when you're in them, it's easier to fall asleep and you'll feel and you'll fall asleep into a deeper sleep. So wear things that aren't binding, things that you like that make you feel comfortable and just that you enjoy being in. Okay. So if you, if you're having trouble falling asleep because the slightest noise from outside alerts you, or you can't shut off your mind, give white or brown noise a try. Okay. My son has been talking to me about this too. And my husband listens to the white noise and it actually works. 
turn on a fan, play some soft sounds, or try a bedtime meditation. There are plenty of options out there. The sound can be soothing and it will cover up anything going on outside that keeps you from drifting off to sleep. And last but not least, there are calming scents that will help slow down your body and your mind when it's time to go to sleep. Light a scented candle for a little while or diffuse some essential oils. Lavender has, has long been a favorite bedtime scent to smell. You can even create a full linen spray by combining distilled water with a few drops of lavender oil. Spritz it on your sheet, your pillowcase, your bed. The aromatherapy will help you to go into dreamland in a very short amount of time. Okay. And don't be afraid to play around with any of these suggestions. Come up with what works for you and create your very own bedtime routine, but have one, okay? You know, maybe you just start to shut the TV off. Maybe you start to journal. Maybe you meditate. Maybe you listen to music. Maybe you read a little bit. Try different things. Play around with it. But, you know, kind of try to shut off the pads, the phones, the TV, all the distractions, and just give your mind a break from all the constant barrage of noise, ads, you know, colors and everything, just give it time to relax at nighttime and wind down from the busy day. Okay. So how do you deal with stray thoughts and worries that happen at nighttime? Okay. So do you ever have one of those nights when you just can't turn your mind off and you end up tossing and turning all night? Yeah, I have those a lot of times. We all have days and nights where our busy minds and worries keep us up late. Thankfully, there's some simple strategies that I want to get you, give you that you can employ to deal with them leaving you to enjoy the remainder of your night in restful slumber. So let's look at a few ways and things that you can try. Number one, you can distract yourself. If you've had a rough day or you're going through stressful times, it can help to distract yourself before bed. Read a good book, watch a movie before you get to bed, a while before you do that. Catch up on your favorite show or play a video game in the hours way before you decide you're wanting to go to sleep. For the last hour or two before you lay down, it's best to avoid those screens like I was talking about earlier. Reading or listening to a podcast or some engaging music are great ways to distract yourself. Or how about a good conversation with a loved one? Hmm, you know, hey, let's connect. Or some private time with your spouse. Get your mind off what's worrying you and leave it until the next day. You can also journal before you go to bed because you can be quite distracting and it's not a bad idea to face and acknowledge what's worrying us, okay? So if you have worries, journal them out. Take out a notebook and journal it for a page or two. It will help you process whatever is going on in your life. And by writing it down and getting it out of your head before bed, it can help clear your mind. Journaling isn't a quick fix and it's not a, you know, fix all for everything, but it can take some time to see the, re- the long-term benefits. But I guarantee you, if you start writing down what you're anxious about before you go to bed and your worries and your troubles, or you pray on it, you know, or just talk about it and get it off your chest, you're going to feel so much better and you're going to be able to fall asleep a lot faster. Okay. The other thing besides journaling, and if it's not your thing, you can do just a simple nighttime meditation. Meditation any time of the day is great. And it can bring your mind and it can calm down and it can get you out of stress and all kinds of stuff. And it's particularly helpful at nighttime. You know, there's a lot of apps where you can listen to with your headphones, just, you know, like um, Calm is, is one of them. You can listen to that. Abide is another one. They give great nighttime routines and meditations that you can just listen to and kind of get your mind into a better into a better state. You can also keep a notepad on your night table. So if you find that like in the middle of the night, thoughts are coming up and you're waking up or thing, you can just journal them out on, on, you know, to the notepad and get them out of your head and off your chest. A lot of times we just can't go to sleep because we go to sleep with so much anxiety and so much worry and so much stuff and heaviness in our heart. And when things are heavy on our chest, it really does make it difficult for us to go to sleep no matter what. Okay. 
So now I want to talk about, you know, how to relax your body with a warm bath or the benefits of gentle stretches. Okay. The key to a good night's sleep, ladies, is being able to relax in the hour or two before you climb into bed. Okay. It's getting ourselves prepared for that rest. So it makes sense, doesn't it? If your body is relaxed, your mind is going to follow because your mind really is what keeps you up at night. So there's a lot of things that you can do to relax at night. Read a good book like we talked about, meditate like we talked about, but two that are particularly helpful, both physically and mentally are a warm bath and stretching. Okay. So here's how stretching can help you sleep better at night. Doing some gentle stretches or a little relaxing yoga can be a great addition to your nighttime routine. The key here is gentle. Okay. This isn't a workout. It's part of relaxing and getting your body ready for sleep. Roll those shoulders back, work out the kinks in your neck and stretch those limbs. You can find plenty of stretching and yoga videos online. While it's easy, while it's usually a bad idea to use screen times at night, like we were talking about, you can use them for a few, for a few times during the evening, early before you go to bed, but just so that you can watch them and that you can get into a routine. And once you know how to do these stretches, you don't have to watch the videos anymore. Okay. Once you get familiar, then just shut off the TV and just do that. After all, don't, we don't want to carry tension as we go to bed because that's another thing when our bodies are all tense, that helps us so that we don't want to go to sleep as well. Okay. So pay attention to how you feel when you get out of bed and pay attention how you feel when you get into bed, because you can always stretch also in the morning when you get up to help you get going with your day and to make you feel better. doesn't have to be just at night. Okay. So another great habit to get into is taking a warm bath or shower at night, ladies, because not only does it feel good to be clean when you slip between the sheets, it also helps to relax your muscles, your body. Okay. And it, even your mind, you can even combine it with gentle stretches in the shower. You can even put some essential oils in your shower or your bath and have an aromatherapy going and have those light candles going. It can be a total bedtime routine. And I'm not saying you have to do this every night, but you could do it a couple times a night or treat yourself to it over on the weekends and stuff. Because ladies, you will actually feel the benefit when you start combining a lot of these different examples and things that we're, and tips that we're talking about tonight, they will actually help your brain to feel better, help it to be relaxed more. It'll help your body to relax more. And you're going to be able to have a better night's sleep. And maybe you don't have to use all of those sleep aids or anything else to help you get there. But if you do use sleep aids, it's perfectly fine too. Okay. Cause I use them too. Okay. All right. Last but not least, I want to end on establishing your nightly routine and sticking to it. Because here's the thing, ladies, human beings thrive on routine. If you're a parent, you know how true this is. And while most of us will do a good job setting, you know, a good job starting and setting out and trying to get to a routine, but sticking to it sometimes can be difficult, especially because it involves change. So let's talk about what you can do to establish a nightly routine and how you can stick to it until it becomes a habit. When something becomes a habit, we don't have to really think about it a lot, right? So it all starts like we talked about with the decision to get a better night's sleep. So you have to first decide that you want to put some effort into this part of your routine. You want to start sleeping better. So what are the things I need to do to help me get there? Okay. We've talked about a lot of them today. And then you do it with a daily routine that includes getting into bed at the same time each day including weekends. It also helps to get up roughly at the same time each morning. Sleeping in a little when you get the chance is fine, but you don't want to make it more than an hour or two so you can still fall asleep at the appropriate time. That might sound hard at first, but the more you stick to your routine, ladies, the easier it will become. And after a few weeks, it will become a habit. You'll know you're close when you start to wake up a few minutes before your alarm. Yay. 
I've got there. My, I never wake up. My, I always wake up before my alarm. So I guess I've gotten to that point, which, yay, because I work on it. So going to bed and waking up at the same time are the cornerstones of your routine. Okay. Cornerstones, bookends, like Darren Hardy says, but you don't want to stop there. You want what you want to do an hour or so before bed can make a big difference in how easy it is to fall asleep and how soundly you'll sleep throughout the night. So there's a lot that you can do to set yourself up for a good night's sleep. And we talked about those. So let's reiterate. You can take a warm bath. You can read a book. You can leave your phone in the living room, turn off the screen time, just start to wind down. Take a moment to sketch out your ideal nighttime routine. Keep it simple and start small. What are two or three things, ladies, that you can do consistently before you go to bed at night? This could be brushing your teeth and washing your face. It could be lighting a candle and or reading or journaling for a few minutes right before bed. Or how about sipping on a cup of hot, nice herbal tea? Okay. Write down, you know, what first comes, write down at first what you want your bedtime routine to look like and how you want it to proceed and then try it out. How did it feel? Okay. Because if you said, I thought I was going to do this, I was going to journal, I was going to meditate, I was going to do this, but that really didn't work for you and didn't feel comfortable or you, you started, but you just didn't stick with it because you didn't like it. It's okay. Then change it. You've got to find what works for you and what doesn't. It's okay to make changes over time and tweak it as needed. We're all individual. We all have different lifestyles. We all have different schedules. We all have, you know, different kids. We have all different routines going on. So it's okay. The only rules are to stick to your bedtime and to eventually land on a routine you can stick with until it becomes an automatic habit for you. Okay. We're not talking about a cookie cutter approach or we're talking about looking at you, looking at everything that goes on in your daily life, your work habits, your home habits, you know, all these things are going to affect your bedtime routine. So you've got to make it individual for you. So once you found it and you've gotten into that routine, you need to stick to it for a few months. After that, you can make the occasional exception. You'll be surprised ladies by how much easier it is to fall asleep with a good bedtime routine in place. So routines allow us to not have so much chaos in our life. Okay. We just know we have to do these things and we're going to do them. And again, putting different things in and trying different things is what is going to help you define what works best for you. So let's reiterate what we talked about today. Okay. Cause we went over a lot. So we started with talking about why you should go to bed. Then we moved into simple ways to introduce calm into your evenings. Then we talked about why you should ban screens from the bedroom. Then we talked about, you know, how to get comfortable with temperature, touch, sound, and sense. Then we talked about different things that you can do to stay away from stray thoughts, worries, and other things that may be going on at nighttime. Then we talked about how we can relax our bodies with gentle stretches and warm baths. And then we ended on how to establish a nightly routine and how to stick to it by forming a habit. So there you have it, ladies. I hope that you you know, got something out of today's episode. I hope that you can take away a few of these things and you can start putting them into your thing. I'd love to hear how, you know, you're doing with this. I'd love to hear what are some of your bedtime routine things? What do you do? What helps you? Because a lot of times when you tell other people what's working for you and they try it, it helps them too. That's how we all move forward and we disrupt, you know, things that are going on that are not, you know, correct or positive and leading us down the wrong path. So hit me up over at Well Woman Network on Instagram. DM me. I answer all my DMs. Come join us at Well Woman Network 360 on Facebook. Um, Please follow our podcast. Please share it with a girlfriend or two. All you have to do is hit the share button. Leave us a rating and review over on iTunes. We really would love to have you do that. It helps the podcast go up. 
but more importantly, just follow us and, you know, refer, you know, refer us, share the podcast with a girlfriend or two. If you think this is, is helpful because, you know, the more women that we get to listen to the podcast, the bigger difference that we're making. It's not about, you know, like in all honesty, yes, I'd love to have great ratings and reviews, but more importantly, I'd rather have you share the episodes with your girlfriends so that we're passing on the knowledge to one another. Ratings and reviews, those are just vanity metrics, you know? And yeah, it's great. And it does help things, but you know, the most important thing is sharing. So I hope you found some good nuggets there, ladies. And until next week, may God richly bless your life. And bye.